Hey guys, what's up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show. One of the fastest growing Tennessee sports talk shows in all the land. We hit 4 million views on TikTok, baby, since the season started. We're doing big things, and that's all because of you guys, all you ball for lifes out there that just want to see some positivity surrounding the Tennessee balls. While I'm at it, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to one of my favorite local hotspots to get all my game day gear from. Located on West Emory Road up in Powell, Tennessee, the Depot Print House. They've got some amazing stuff, guys. Truly unique, one of a kind. A lot of hand-drawn designs, baby. They got some killer stuff. I've been rocking it in some of my videos. They hooked me up with some stickers and a swag bag. I absolutely love it. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Hit them up on Facebook.com backslash the Depot Print House. Let's get into the show. Go balls. Hey guys, what is up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show. If you haven't already, click like, click subscribe. We are growing our output. We are picked up now on a couple different podcast locations. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Um, feel free to uh, check out anchor.fm backslash the Little Tangerine Show, or you can check out my link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Big Ladrewski. If you want to get caught up on what you missed. So welcome, welcome everybody. Um, TikTok's been blowing up. Appreciate it. We're almost to 7,000 likes. Um, I started off the season here. I'm, I'm new to TikTok, by the way. I started off the season, I don't know, I think I had like 200 or something on there. Like I, like I said, I hadn't really ever used TikTok, Facebook was my preferred. I've TikTok's definitely grown on me. To be honest with you, the the uh, the people that's on there are spicy, and I like that. They're different. Uh, the trash talks different. Facebook is more straightforward. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna you gonna you gonna lose. We're gonna we're 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 better. We're gonna beachins. You know, on TikTok, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, well, your team sucks because your coach looks like a chewed-up piece of bubble gum. Looks like Bobby Hill from King of the Hill. Like, you know, it's just trash talk's better. It's funner. Uh, it's really grown on me. Um, the people that I've talked to and met on there has grown on me. Um, but, you know, feel free to follow me on any social media platforms. I tweet during the games. Tweet random thoughts. So I do use Twitter at Big Ladrewski, Big Ladrewski on Instagram as well. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com backslash Big Ladrewski. And YouTube is something different. You just have to look at uh, the link tree on that one. But we are branching out and expanding, baby. I mean, I, I can't keep track of all the, the views and stuff anymore, but it's been very fun. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed it so far as much as I have. Obviously, last week the loss against South Carolina was a blow to the Tennessee Vols season. Um, I had to step back and remind myself, and, I, and I, so this episode here is kind of just a, I guess a reflection, if you want to call it that, on the season as well as some things that have happened. I've had a bunch of people ask me, "What do you think about the whole thing with Jeremy Banks and all that's going on?" And I, so I, I just figured like I'm gonna do kind of a special episode, a little in betweener, if you will. 
uh, give my my thoughts and my views on a couple thing of things. But um, obviously, I wanted a natty. I wanted a shot. I wanted to make the playoffs. Like that's you know, and college football is a beautiful disaster, um, and it's just a a dirty temptress, a, a succubus of joy at times. Um, this, this season has been an absolute roller coaster. You know, we're getting towards the second half of the season. I'm starting to look back and think about everything that's happened and think back to all the people that said I was crazy when I bet $150 that we's going to win eight games this year. No, big Drew, you're crazy. You'll be lucky if you win six. You ain't going to win seven. You sure as hell ain't going to win eight. Go dogs, Roll Tide. The Ohio State. All that crap. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've heard it all. As Vols fans, we've heard it all, guys. I mean, it ain't nothing new. It's 2016 all over again. Every year you think you're back and you're not. You ain't nothing. You'll never win another natty, by God. Just let it go. Vandy's better than yins. I mean, we, we've heard it all. Uh, I've heard it all for years. Um, people have tried to break me this year. Like, what do you think now? You lost to Georgia. Your season's over. Nope, we still got a shot at the playoffs. Now it's for sure over. You ain't going to make the playoffs because you suck. You're a one-trick pony. Defense wins championships. I mean, that all may be true, but, hell, we can still finish top ten. We can go, you know, ten and three. I mean, we can go nine and three. We can go ten and two. We can go, you know, eleven and two. We can go, you know, I mean, there, there's several different ways we can go here with this, guys. Um but I've started looking back and I've started thinking back on, you know, the season and how it's gone. And, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I want a shot at a natty. A any sports fan wants the ultimate prize. And that's what makes college football just a, you know, a beautiful disaster is it's not like NFL. You know, you win one or, or you know, you lose one or two games and. You're, you know, you're not going to make the playoffs. It's not like, you know, in the NFL where you can still lose three or four or five and maybe catch a wild card and, you know, wiggle in there and still have a shot. It's not like that, um, at least not until we hit 12, you know, 12 teams or whatever for the playoff. But uh, it's just not like that. And so, obviously, any fan of any team wants to win a natty. They want to compete – for the ultimate prize. It's just, it's the competitiveness of it. Us Vols fans are chomping at the bit. And so, to lose to South Carolina, 54th ranked South Carolina, is the Vols-iest Vols thing that the Vols have done all year. And it's, I've had people message me, say, Big Drew, I can't do it no more. This team's done broke me. I'm selling my entire collection just can't do it. The team's cursed. They break my heart every year. I mean, I you know, I understand where you're coming from. I do. It's It's been rough. It's been tough. 
there ain't been a lot of fluff. And sometimes you wonder if you got enough left in the tank. I get it. I do. Rooting for the Vols is not for the faint of heart, for sure. Uh, I had one one um, follower, uh, self-proclaimed fan. I don't like to use the term fans because that makes me weird. I am a fan of the Vols. I feel weird when people say they're a fan of me. That just feels weird. I'm like, I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy with a voluptuous, sexy beard who likes to root for a team. I'm not, you know, I'm not anything special. Um, People say I'm funny and entertaining and all that. I get that. Um, People say I'm positive and all that stuff. And that's all fine. Um, but I, I feel weird calling people fans. It just sounds weird to me. But uh, one of my followers um, who's turned into, I guess you'd say, kind of like a buddy, a mutual acquaintance um, at this point. You know, he messaged me. He was like, man, I just, you know, like all we had to do was win two. We just had to beat South Carolina and Vandy, and we were probably going to get in. I mean, yeah, some stuff would have to happen, but we pro- I mean, it was a shoe-in. We're so close, and then we just do what we always do. And I understand. I understand. You know the, uh, you know the the volunteer fans, the volunteer fan base. I understand that, or better known as the negavols, as I like to to call them. That you know they think that if we, if you don't want a natty. Every two years, you should just fire everybody and start out. Like, I understand. And I'm not saying that the people that's messaging me are. Uh, I genuinely think that the majority of my followers are actual Vols fans, not Negavols. Negavols don't like me. Negavols, uh, and by the way, if you're new to the podcast, the Negavols, if you don't listen to or are not familiar with Tennessee football, N-E-G-A, N-E-G-A, like negative negavols is what we call them. Those are the ones that if Hendon Hooker throws a pick, well, we just need to bench his ass and play Joe Milton. We can't win a natty with no defense. We'll never get that. Those are the negavols, and those people don't like me because I'm positive. I put the power T in positive, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. But listen, I understand the frustration. I understand at times it's like, man, I just, I want to give up. I just can't do it. And there's a lot of people, and and I'm, you know, I can be honest with myself. There's a lot of people that are looking to me for inspiration because I'm so positive. They're like, Big Drew, how do you keep rooting for them? I don't know how you do it. They break my heart. It's like, buddy, that's my team. I don't care. I I vote, I root balls, win, lose, or draw. It's been like this. It's been up and down, baby, it, for a long-ass time. Okay? I mean, I was there when we had Rick Clawson. I was there when we had, you know, Butch Jones at the helm, Derek Dooley, you know, Justin Worley, Garantano. I was there for all that, the woes, the ups, the downs, where you're trying to find the positive and, 
like, man, dude, if we could just get a defense, if we could just get a quarterback, if we could just get a quarterback and a defense, if we had some running guys. I mean, I've been there, guys. So all that to say this, I understand the frustration. However, stepping back and looking at this season, some things we need to remember. Heupel has us way better than we should be. Hooker has us way better than we should be. Heupel and Hooker have us way better than we should be. Um, and that's, I'm not, you know, talking smack about anybody else on the team or anything. I love each and every one of my balls. My little, my little volunteers. I say that cause I'm 32 now. So I'm slightly older than them. Um, but you know, we've had stellar quarterback play. Uh, and Heupel, his, his scheme is what has saved us. And made us relevant. And I'm not trying to just blow smoke up anybody's rear end. I'm not trying to, you know, say things that I think sound good. But the really the reality of it is, okay, the reason why I give credit to Hypel. Oh, Josh Hypel, national championship winning quarterback, 2000 Oklahoma Sooners. Husband, run her up. The reason why I'm giving Hopple credit, if Jeremy Pruitt had this same team, we would not get this outcome. If Butch Jones had this team, we would not have the same outcome. Derek Dooley, nope, wouldn't happen. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he might be able to do something with this team, if we're being honest. Oh, Lane Kiffin might be able to you know, get some tuds, get some dubs, get some things going. But it's because of Hypel's scheme is the reason why we have been so competitive so quick. The guys bought into it. Hooker has ran this this offense at the helm flawlessly. All of our guys have done awesome. It's because of our offense is the reason why we've done as good as we have. Now, I will be the first one to tell you our defense has not been stellar, and that's not talking smack about our defense. Like I said, I love our guys. Uh, I've talked back and forth with Latrell Bumpus a little bit. Great dude, awesome dude, ball for life, through and through. Balls are his dream team. Okay, love Jeremy Banks. He plays hard. I love old Sergeant Slaughter, Danico Slaughter. I love watching him. Love watching Jalen. I was sad when we had that little hiccup with with what happened early in the year. Um, you know, I love watching uh, you know our defensive line, Byron Young, and all those guys. I mean, I love watching our defense. But if we're being honest, it's not that I don't. I genuinely do not think our defense sucks. I hate when people say that. I do not think our defense sucks. I think our defense needs help, and they're depleted. Okay, we lost uh, William Mohan beginning of the season. We lost uh, Savion beginning of the season. They got kicked off the team because of, you know, uh, team rules or whatever happened there, disciplinary stuff, they got kicked off. We've not had William Burrell all year. Uh, We've not had – we didn't have McCullough at times. We got D. Williams back later on. He's done pretty decent. Now, I mean, yeah, you know, he's done – He's been more beneficial in the punt returns and stuff, but you know our defense is depleted, guys. 
and they still at times have held their own. Coming into Georgia, we were number one in forced turnovers. We were number one in interceptions. Uh, coming into Mizzou, we were still number one in forced interceptions or forced turnovers. Uh, they've done a lot. They've been good at what they do. But if we're being honest, we're not deep on defense. And when you run a three-minute offense, you've got to be deep on defense. I don't think that Josh Heupel, um, I don't think that he doesn't think defense is important or anything like that. I think he knows it's important. However, we're just not stacked on defense. Okay, I 100% think if To'o To'o wouldn't have abandoned us, if we still had Alante Taylor, 100% I think we would be ranked third right now. I think we may have even beat Georgia. I mean, like, people say we got spanked by Georgia. We lost by 14 points. As god-awful as we played, all the penalties, all the ugliness, 14 points. We were still in it. There was like eight minutes left, and we were still in it. And I'm sitting there like, boys, if we get a score here, we might make us a ball game. A lot of people say, no, Georgia took their foot off the gas. They took their foot. Well, I mean, they came out. Uh, three straight incompletions, punt. Second time they got the ball, fumbled on the first. Uh, this is second half, second half I'm talking about here. You know, three and out, fumbled first play, got the ball back, one incompletion. Uh, they went three, three and outs. No, I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me back up. The first drive, they went on like an eight minute tear like 18 or eight minutes 15 plays or something went on tear and scored second time um i think they went three and out and then like the third time they got the ball they fumbled first time and then it was like two or three more three and outs or something like that before they finally got a field goal or something at the end or sealed the game or something um they were trying to play they were trying to run it up it didn't happen eventually past a certain point they said all right we're just going to we're just going to play keep away. Let's just run the ball, punt it, and make them try to beat us. Okay. Um, Kentucky last week, Georgia lost, or they won 16-6. to A lot of people said the same thing. Oh, we were just taking it easy, trying to not get hurt. Like, no, that's not what they were doing. That's not how you win championship football, and y'all know it. Um, you know it. So, um, you know, we've had some moments where, you know, it's like, oh, man, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe we get it. But, like, our defense, I don't think sucks. I just think they're depleted and they don't have enough help. That's what recruiting's for. People forget we lost a huge chunk of our players whenever uh, Pruitt left. Heupel is working with what he has, and he's done a phenomenal job. And we've got to remember, okay, now that we've won a few, we've forgotten – that dirty underbite to losing, what that felt like. And, you know, myself included a little bit. Um, but we've forgotten how happy we were if we won six or seven games. There was a time where seven games was a feat, okay? And when we step back and look, when I step back and look, I think, you know, dude, we shouldn't even be playing for a natty, to be honest with you. We shouldn't even be playing for Natty. Like this team, our coach, our fan base, we all pulled together and tried to more or less make a miracle. And like it's it's been a fun ride, dude. I mean, we beat Florida. That felt good. We beat, you know, LSU. We beat Bama. 
like 15 years we ain't beat Bama. We finally beat them. Beat LSU at home at their at, in their house. Played Georgia close at home. I mean, yeah, it wasn't ugly or it wasn't pretty. I mean, it's pretty ugly, but, you know, still almost made it a game there at the end, in my opinion. We started getting some things rolling and, you know, some things didn't happen, but it is what it is. Not going to fight now. Spanked Mizzou, number 13th ranked defense. Spanked them. And then we go to a very hostile environment. South Carolina is un, they're, they're underappreciated and underrated for how rowdy they get at home. Um, you know, and then there may or may not have been a team dysfunction leading into that game, which I, you know, I was kind of leading up to anyways. I'll get into that here in a second. But, um, you know, like we shouldn't have been competing for Natty, but we were. Nobody on that team wanted to lose South Carolina. It happened, though. Okay, there's some people that's like, oh, you know, we need to get rid of Hypo. He don't, he don't want to do nothing but, you know, run the ball and score. He don't care about the. De- it's not that he don't care about defense. We just don't have any. We don't have any backup right now on defense. We're hurt. We're depleted. Okay, so we've got to remember that, you know, like. We were, we should have not even been in this spot. We were, and it's been fun. It's been awesome, but we should have not even been in this spot. And unfortunately, South Carolina is kind of a forced reminder of that. Like, hey, we 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 say it all the time, but we are still rebuilding. Except this time, we actually are building something. the 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 difference is before we were just trying to keep our head above water and be somewhat relevant and somewhat competitive. But this time we actually are building something and it feels good to like, just to be this competitive again. Okay. Going into the South Carolina game, some thoughts, you know, I've had time to reflect on it. Some other stuff's came out obviously since I did my last podcast on the South Carolina post game. Um, here's the deal guys. There's a lot of rumors floating around. Okay. A lot of rumors, uh, the university said Jeremy Banks was hurt. Other people have said that, oh, there's a scuffle. Jeremy Banks versus Hooker. You know, and Jeremy Banks, he's he said some stuff in the past. He's gotten a little trouble. He's a little rough around the edges. I like that, though. I like that in a defensive player. Um, You know, you don't have to always see eye to eye with everybody on everything. I mean, you know. Maybe you're Christian and the best, you know, linebacker on the team. Maybe he's got a different belief system. Maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe we get a quarterback that's from, you know, California or from New York. I mean, like, you know, Casey Clawson was a California boy. People hated him when he first got here and they started winning. You know, what if we got a quote-unquote Yankee for a quarterback? And somebody came in with a thick New York accent. Yo, yo, forget about it. Hey. You know, like there might be some things that you don't necessarily like, but that's what's beautiful about sports. It brings different people and different walks of life together and whatever. Jeremy Banks has had some issues in the past. I'm pretty sure he got kicked off the team at one point and then brought back maybe. I know he said some stuff. You know, he's gotten a little bit of trouble. That's just fact. I'm not, again, I'm not knocking it. I like that spice especially on defense. Okay, there's a lot of rumors floating around. One of them was, oh, Jeremy Banks stepped on the tee, and Hooker's like, no, not in my house. You need to, 
you know, drop and do some push-ups and, you know, you need to spend then banks, you know, whatever they got into it. Milton broke it up. That's one story we had. Another one was, oh, he was late to a team meeting. Another one was, oh, he was, you know, drunk, showed up drunk to a team meeting. And, you know, we've heard all this speculation, all these rumors, all this stuff floating around. And there's a lot of people that's like, you know, well, they just need to go, come out and say it. Say what happened. Okay, first off. Now, keep in mind, Banks has put out on Instagram, there wasn't no conflict or nothing like that. Y'all don't know what you're talking about. Like, that, that didn't happen. It's not true. Like, I just wasn't, you know, available, basically. That's pretty much what he said. Uh, we don't know what's going on in these guys' lives, okay? I mean, you never know. Sometimes... You know, players break up with their girlfriends. Sometimes, you know, some things happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of speculating as well. I don't know. But there's a lot of people like, oh, they need to just put out the truth. Let us all know what. Listen, guys, it, it, don't, it don't fucking matter, okay? Pardon my French, but it don't fucking matter, okay? The thing is, had we won, nobody would have cared where he was at. Okay, no, it would not, it wouldn't have mattered in the slightest where he was at. He could have been, you know, elbow deep at Twin Peaks with all you can eat meal and whatever. Like, I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't have mattered where he was at if we won. Okay, it didn't matter where McCullough was when we beat Bama. Okay, had we won, this, we would have never heard about it, it would have been a non issue. Oh, Jeremy Banks is hurt. That's all that matters. Well, we lost. Now, all of a sudden, well, where was he? Well, I heard this. Well, I heard, you know, look, here's the deal. If Heupel or Tennessee says, hey, you know, no matter what happened, uh, it, you know, we just need to not talk about it. Okay. If, if that's what coach feels, I'm fine with it. Okay, because to be honest with you, I don't know that it's really technically any of our business. The other thing is, too, is, okay, let's say there was a scuffle. How is that going to help us at this point? Us knowing that there's a scuffle with the anchor of our defense and the leader of the offense and team as a whole. I mean, Hooker's the undis you know, undisputed leader of the team. Banks is the undisputed anchor. That Well, maybe not undisputed, but he's the anchor of the defense. Okay. He stepped in when McColl was down and all that stuff. Him not being there was a big deal. There's some people saying, oh, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. It would only have been about a touchdown. Look, Banks 100% not being in mattered. He's the anchor of our defense. He's out there telling people where to go, where to set up at. At times, they're out there calling audibles. He's in the middle of all that. His presence helps with the pass rush. He's, he's pretty good as a cover linebacker. Maybe not the best ever, but he's pretty good. His presence 100% would have made that a different ball game. I also think his presence would have kept the everybody's head in a different space. Like, it 100% mattered. Did it hurt? Yes. Would we have won if he's out there? I don't know. But I do know that it would have been a different game because he's literally what they call a game changer, okay? Having somebody like that changes the outlook of a game, 100%. I know it sucks. I know we're hurt. We thought, you know, we were going to do better and all that. You know, now Hooker's hurt. Maybe we don't even beat Vandy. 
you know, there's a lot of stuff floating around, a lot of negativity, but we need to keep our eyes on the prize. For one, we've had a phenomenal year. We've, you know, knocked several monkeys off of our back. Florida, LSU, Bama. We're 14 points away from maybe beating Georgia. I hadn't beat them in, you know, five years. We've done a lot of cool things. We had a Heisman hopeful who probably would have won, maybe, maybe not. I mean, we, you know, we almost had a Heisman winning quarterback. We broke all these school records, all this stuff that's not been done since 98, not been done in last, you know, however many years, all that. Um, I get it. We wanted to finish better. We should have finished better. I get it. But what we need to remember is we got some awesome recruits coming in. We still got Heupel. Okay, who knows what Milton's going to do next year? Who knows what Nico's going to do next year when he comes in? A lot of people's not even looking at recruiting right now. I'm keeping up with recruiting pretty close. We got some good guys coming in next year, guys. I mean, we got some actual recruit. We got like one five star in Nico. We got like a, a four eleven or sorry, eleven four stars coming in. I think last time I checked, we we're like twelfth in the nation in recruiting. Like, we've got some good things happening. So this little scuffle that may or may not have happened, in the bigger scheme of things, the truth of that getting out is really not going to help us. We lost to South Carolina. It sucks. If there was a scuffle, did that 100% affect us and probably make us lose? Yeah, it did. If that happened, again, anchor the defense going up against the leader of the offense. The defensive guys is probably going to side with their guy. The offensive guys, you guessed it, probably going to side with their guy. You literally drive a rift down the middle of the team. As I was watching the game, like I said in the last podcast, you could tell right off the rip something was off. Body language was different. Guys had their head down. Hyatt didn't look like he was in the same spot mentally. You know, some things were happening. Hooker was getting a little pissed off a couple times. Like, let's, let's just be honest. Defense was jaw. Like, we saw some things we don't normally see, okay? They were eat up about something, okay? Maybe it was a scuffle. Maybe it was Banks not getting there. Maybe some fans said some stuff on the way into the state. You know, we don't know. We don't know what happened, okay? There's no telling what happened. Maybe one of the offensive linemen had some egg salad and was just – ripping some rank farts in the team meeting or something, made them all sick. They all puked in the trash can for the way, you know, we don't know. Okay. We're, we're trying to speculate because we're pissed off that we lost. That's what it is. Okay. Again, if, if banks didn't, if we didn't lose the banks thing would have never mattered, but because we lost now all of a sudden it mattered. Just like when Jalen Hurd was here and he decided to transfer all these stories about how, you know, his mom was supposedly mouthing off to people at a Florida game and all these stories start coming out. Now, they sat on the stories all year long, but when her disappears or goes to transfer, now all of a sudden it starts coming out. Okay. And I get it. I understand it. We want to, you know, make excuses. We want to try to point the finger at somebody. Let's fire the defense. Court. Guys, look, I mean, Realistically, we shouldn't have been in that spot, but we were. But we need to be thankful no matter what at this point, in my opinion. Like, yeah, if we lose to Vandy, that's bad. Okay, maybe we win, maybe we lose. 
you know, maybe we win, we go to a bowl and we win again. Maybe we, you know, beat Vandy and lose in the bowl. Maybe we lose the next two games. We, you know, we lose the Vandy and we lose the bowl. But either way, there's good things happening, and I think we need to stay positive, and I think that we need to look at the big picture here. And I don't think going back and forth in this Banks thing is going to do anything good for the university. Okay, if he comes back, we don't want him to come back pissed off at the fan base, talking shit about, you know, you know, I thought they liked me, man, but here they are talking shit, running my name through the, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want these kind of issues. And this is why I'm assuming if there was a scuffle that they wanted to kind of keep it under wraps. It makes sense. Like, what good is going to come of it? We need to just support our team, rally around each other's fans, rally around the team, and be positive. That's always been the biggest problem with the Tennessee fan base is they are so quick to burn everything at the stake. As soon as one thing goes wrong, the negavols start coming in. We need to fire the coach. We need to fire the coordinators. Let's fire them all and start over, and then we'll be millions of dollars in debt, have a shit ton of sanctions, and we're going to go through another four years of rebuilding. I mean, like, dude, what, I mean, what has that got us so far? Obviously, the fan base, the university, what we've done up to this point since Fulmer's left has not worked. It's not done anything to help us. Okay, so we need to do something different. I, for one, think maybe we just give peace a chance. All Big Drew is saying is give peace a chance. Like, try it. See how you feel. You might like it. Okay. So, you know, did Banks get in a scuffle? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hooker is hurt. He's out for the season. We need to focus on what we got. Rally around our team. Let's go out. Let's be proud of our guys. This is the best team we've had in a long time. Let's send them off on a good note. You know, suck it up. Rub some dirt in it as Vols fans. Throw your favorite, most luckiest shirt on against Vandy, and let's go out there and do what we do, okay? The other thing is, we need to prepare. Maybe we lose to Vandy, okay? I'm not going to talk smack about Milton, but some things that i seen in the last game didn't make me feel super confident because, I mean, hell, he was kind of doing the same stuff he was doing when we started the first time. Milton's got a cannon. No doubt about it. What worries me about him is can he take the sauce off on the short to medium throws and throw an accurate ball? We know he can sling it, you know, four foot into the stands from like the 20 yard line on the opposite side of the field. Okay, we know he's got a cannon, but can he back off, play his game, play patient, and hit, you know, hit those short to medium throws? That's what kind of worries me a little bit. Okay, if I'm being honest. Okay, so we might lose to Vandy. Okay, it may happen. But I'm going to be a Vols fan for life, no matter what. Even if we do, okay, we're 9-3. and three. We go into a bowl game. If we win that one, okay, cool, we're 10-3. and three. Or maybe we lose that one, we're 9-4. and four. I will still take, no, that's going to be an utter disappointment because of how we started. But I'll take it. Okay, because we're improving. We're getting better. 
okay? But we need to just, like I said, suck it up, rub some dirt in it, and support our team for once. Support them and send them off, you know, on cloud nine. That's my two cents. If you like it, cool. If not, well, then, yeah, whatever. Start your own page. Start your own podcast. That's my two cents. Hopefully, y'all have got something out of this, man. Like me, follow me, share me, tweet me, retreat me, all that stuff. Hit me up on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Big Ledrewski. If you want to keep up with all my stuff, at, uh, I, I'm sorry, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Big Ledrewski. Until next time, guys. Peace.